Hello, nerds. It's your man, Dan, back with another Havoc Cast podcast. The podcast that talks about tabletop war games, role-playing games, and the best thing about the hobby is the people that play. You know it. I say it every time. You know that's my thing. I just love the people that play, the awesome hobbyists and gamers that make up this amazing community. Fantastic people. Smooches. I love you all. This week, I am going to give you some Havoc Cast-style motivation on how to get started on your big projects, or even small projects. Anything you might have looming in the background like a giant pile of unpainted plastic, or maybe creating your own scenarios and backgrounds for your favorite role-playing game you just haven't been able to get started. I'm going to sit you down and I'm going to yell in your face until you get it done. Actually, no, I'm just going to give you some ideas on uh, what you can do, how to make a plan, how to get it going. I'm also going to talk to my new best friend, Joff Albert, who is just a lovely gentleman. And throughout our conversation, we had a fantastic time and many laughs were had. Mostly me laughing hysterically in his ear. I'm sure he loved that, but give it a listen anyway. Welcome to the podcast that manages to spill all the Nolan oil ever, all the damn time. Habitcast, podcast number 14. You probably have a lot of stuff, hobby-wise, that you want to get done. Maybe you have just a ton of models still sitting in the plastic. Maybe you've always wanted to write your own content, start a blog, do some videos. Or maybe you have a bunch of models painted, or excuse me, built, but just not painted. And maybe you're a little overwhelmed, so let's talk about that. Let's make some progress. Let's do it together. Sit on old Dan's lap here. We're going to have a chit-chat. So I think the thing we have to do first, and I urge this in all aspects of your life, is to do some uh, introspection. Quickly, let's think about what you want to get out of the hobby. We're going to go deep here. We're going to really break this apart. If you want to actually play some games and be sociable and get out there and Put some cool painted models on the tabletop. Awesome. If you want to write your own content, create your own world, create your own backgrounds and scenarios for role-playing games, that's awesome. But you know what? Don't do those things because that's what's expected. Don't do those things because you feel that's what you should do. Do it because you want to do it. So really give that a thought. Do you care that you're not playing games with your plastic spacemen? Cool. That's the kind of hobbyist you are. Do your thing, man. Don't let people tell you how to do your hobby. Hobbies are very personal. Do it the way you want to do it. If you're fine playing pre-generated modules for different role-playing games, cool. That's awesome. That's why they're there. Use those resources. Enjoy it. Have fun. If you don't care about painting models and you just enjoy building them, cool. Just build them. If you like just opening up your closet and seeing that you have a ton of plastic models still in boxes sitting there and that brings you joy, then fucking do that, man. Let that be your joy. Don't let people guilt you into changing the way you do your hobby. That being said, if you do want to make changes and you keep thinking, man, I really want to do more. I want to build these models. I want to paint these models. I want to write my own content. I want to make my own blog. If that's really, truly what you want to do, then let's do that thing. Let's get it done. Let's do it together. The first step, and the most important step, 
is to make a plan to plan. As silly as this sounds. Well, let's talk about people that smoke and they want to quit smoking. They say a very effective strategy is to put it on the calendar and choose a day that you're going to stop smoking. So let's do that here too. Let's make a small goal and pop that guy on the calendar. I would like to blank. Let's say organize. I like to organize my plastic spacemen because I have a bunch of them. So next Saturday um, between 8 and 2 o'clock... It's a pretty good amount of time. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to go through everything that I have. And my goal is to either catalog everything or sort of decide things that I don't need anymore. Put them aside. That's just an example. Maybe your goal is to get a lot of stuff painted. So, all right, next Sunday between uh, 12 and 4 o'clock, I am going to paint three models. Just three. That's fine. Make a small goal. If you don't have a plan, you're not going to do it. Simple as that. Especially if you've already been not doing it this far, and you're being lazy and stubborn, you're sure shit not going to do it if you don't have a plan. You're not just going to wake up one day and go, you know what, I'm going to paint 1,500 points worth of miniatures. You know what, today I'm going to write an extensive background for my role-playing game world that I've created. It's not going to happen. Whenever there's too large of a task with no goal in mind, you're not going to get it done because you're going to get in your own head and it's going to be daunting and you're not, even, you're not going to finish it because you're going to say, oh, that's just too much. That's too much. But we're going to break it down into small, bite-sized, manageable pieces of your project and you're going to make a plan to do one of those small, bite-sized, manageable pieces of your project. And you're going to put it on your calendar. And don't tell me you don't have a calendar. I know you got one. You got a phone in your hand. You're sitting in front of a computer right now. God damn it, you're at work and you've got Outlook and you can set it up. Don't make excuses. I'm tired of hearing it. No more excuses. This is Tough Love Time from Dan. I'm all about the tough love. I'll give it to you hard. I'll give it to you straight. I'll give it to you sideways. I don't care. Do your shit. Stop being lazy. If you want to change and you want to do something, it starts with you. Get off your ass. Do it. Make a plan. On Monday morning, which is the only time I have because of my job, my children, my spouse, my pet iguana, whatever it is, make a plan. Figure out what time you have to dedicate to your hobby. This is where your family also comes into play your significant other, your friends, wherever you live, maybe with your parents, maybe with 12 puppies. I don't know. That sounds awesome, by the way. I don't know what it is, but let them know that this is important to you. Spending time doing your hobby is important, and I hope and I, I pray to the dark gods that they support you and they want you to enjoy yourself because having a hobby and having a way to blow off steam and having something other than your work and doing projects in your home is important. So tell them, please, between these three hours, I'm going to work on my hobby. Let's keep distractions to a minimum. I got shit to do. Monday morning, when I, before I go to work, I am going to paint three models. Please give me some time to paint my models. I really want to get this done. Boom, put it on the calendar. Everybody knows. Everyone's got expectations. You're not going to be around. You're going to be working on stuff. We'll try not to bother you. We'll, not, we'll try not to bother mom with bullshit. We'll try not to bother dad with clogged toilets and dishes that need to be done, etc. So on, so forth. Let's move on. 
the first thing that you need to do is meet one of those small goals. Once you've met one of those small goals and you have a small taste of success and productivity, you're going to want to keep it going. If you can, set yourself some sort of schedule that you work on Mondays. You do some hobby stuff Sunday afternoons between 12 and 5 o'clock. If you have some sort of hobby schedule and something to look forward to and something that you can repeat, it becomes a lot easier to do. It becomes a habit. With those of us that have families and other obligations, it becomes something that those people can work around. They know that you're going to be busy on that day. That's fantastic. Maybe you can minimize your distractions and you can be able to get stuff done. So we've made some progress. Now we need to talk about our goals. We're going to need a lot of different goals here. One single goal with no plan or smaller milestones to meet is going to be very difficult to succeed at. And what I mean is don't simply say, I'm going to write a novel. No. First you're going to write a sentence. And then you're going to write a paragraph. And then you're going to write a chapter. And then you're going to write Act 1. And then you're going to write Act 2. Everything needs to be broken down. If you give yourself a huge goal with no understanding of how you're going to meet that larger goal by breaking it down into smaller goals, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Some of us might be able to do that. Cool. Like a small percentage of people that are awesome go-getters and can do stuff. Amazing. You're fantastic. I love you. Get all of your goals. Break them down into smaller goals. You need milestones. You need things to say, by this month of me working on my army, I would like to have two squads done. By next year, I would like to have one or two of my own scenarios for my favorite role-playing game written. Uh, By next week, I would like to have two or three NPCs created and named and sort of fleshed out. Break it down into small things that you can do. And as you sort of meet those goals, give yourself time frames and milestones to do it. And this takes discipline and this is hard for a lot of people. But I believe in you. I think you can do it. Give yourself a time frame. Give yourself goals to meet. You know what? And if you don't meet it, no one's going to slap your hand. No one's going to make you feel bad. The only person that's going to feel bad possibly is you. But you don't do it because you're afraid of feeling bad. You do it because you want to feel good. Does that make sense? We shouldn't be doing stuff because we don't want to get in trouble. We should be doing stuff because the outcome of succeeding at something and meeting a goal is that you feel good and that you want to meet more goals. And this is how success is made. And this is how victory is achieved. So... Break your large goal down into smaller goals. Give yourself milestones to meet in specific time frames. Schedule the time that you're going to do these things. The goals can be very, very small. Your time frame could be a year. It could be two years. That's up to you based on the time that you have, based on how you work. No one's telling you to sit down for 10 hours and paint a day. If you have 10 hours to paint, cool, but you only like to paint for 30 or 40 minutes at a time, awesome. But that's where that first step of introspection comes in, where you understand what your capabilities are and what you're really willing to do. And I know I'm making it sound very serious, and ultimately, eh, it's not. But it's your hobby, and it's what makes you happy. And if you can do something more to increase your productivity and your happiness and your feeling of success 
all at the same time, why wouldn't you do that? You can get it done. Reach your goals. And now my interview with the man, the myth, the owlbear, Joff. All right. Hey, this is uh, um, this is Joff Albert. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, Dan. It's uh, great to uh, talk with you finally. Uh, I'm yeah. doing good. Awesome. And that's Albert as in nipples, not as in girl, like you that's, say on your podcast. That's the one. Why, why can't it be both? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can only have one handle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sometimes whenever I take my nipples out, I'm like, so that's Grr. maybe that's just me. <laughs> maybe that's maybe maybe that's just me. I don't know. So, are you ready for uh, twenty odd questions? I am as ready as I'll ever be. Man, I like that. I like that. I'm I'm as ready as I'll ever be to ask them. So I guess that works out. <laughs> Question number one: What's your favorite paint color? I don't paint minis, but if I did, they would all be purple. I'm down with that. Yeah, you could, purple could be your favorite paint color. Totally. Any shade of purple will do. Like any shade. I noticed you had purple hair, and I'm a big fan. I know. I, I do like my purple. I don't think I could pull it off. I don't think I could either. <laughs> no, I think it looks good. Like, your hair's, like, naturally light, though, right? Isn't it, like, maybe, like, a blondish or something? Yeah, it's 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 like a, uh, uh, I think they call it mousy blonde or mousy brown. Mousy brown, okay, because my hair's, like, black and thick, and uh-huh. if I wanted to try to do purple, I would have to, like, bleach it or something first, and, yeah. you know, yeah, I just don't have the time for all that, and, you know, it's... it's it's a multi-hour process. The last yeah. time I went, the last time I went purple, it took three and a half hours. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> it would, I'd probably be there like all day, just like frying my hair in like some sort of vat of chemicals or something to try to get it that color. Yep. So I'm very jealous when other people can do it because I cannot. <laughs> Question two: If you could live in any fictional universe, what would it be? Ooh, I'm gonna say Middle Earth. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to. I've always considered myself a Gondorian, so I'd love to live in the White City. <laughs> and that's, um, would you, uh, that's from Lord of the Rings and all that good stuff, yes? Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, um, people that listen to the podcast know that I'm not a huge fan of fantasy settings. Okay. I'm a big sci-fi guy, so my ignorance of the Lord of the Rings is probably quite palpable from where you're sitting. Um, so feel free. <laughs> to clue me in and don't feel bad about over explaining anything having to do with lord of the rings because i haven't really read any of the books and i've only seen one of the movies <laughs> only one of them mo- okay that's okay uh, we, we gotta fix that yeah so uh, that you might he might joff might be hanging up on me now so this might be the shortest <laughs> podcast interview <laughs> <laughs> okay i saw the first one i saw the first one in the movie theater when it came out and, and i fell you asleep were, you were thoroughly unimpressed i was i fell asleep and I've never fallen asleep on a movie before. And I would like to say it's because, like, I was, you know, maybe I was drinking or something. But no, I just went to see it with some friends. And yeah. I, I just couldn't hang, man. I'm terrible. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's, you know, it's not for everyone. And The Lord of the Rings, that's a trilogy, too, right? Yes. Okay, there's three of those. Okay, I'll try. I'll try one of these days. I'll give it a shot. Maybe I'll put, like, a whole day aside. And uh-huh. I'll make that, like, the thing that I'm going to do that day is watch The Lord of the Rings. Because... Every time I mention I haven't seen them, people look at me like I'm just insane. Like they're like, "What is wrong with you?" And I'm just like, "I don't know. I, just haven't, done, I haven't done it." I it's wish like, it's, I wish I hadn't seen them because then I could watch them again. Oh, oh man. Okay, save that. I have a question actually for that one. Uh-huh. It's so awesome. Hey, uh, question number three: The apocalypse occurs. 
We are left in a Mad Max-style wasteland. What is your plan? Do you go feral, steal food, join forces with other people to form communities? What do you do? Join forces with other people, and I go, is it Day of the Dead? And I, I, I lock myself in a mall. Because <laughs> <laughs> it a, has everything. It has everything you need. It, it, has, it, has, it has, has everything you need. It has groceries. It has supplies. It has, uh-huh. you know, it has bathrooms. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I I probably um, hide out in a mall with a, a group of people. And, and there's uh, usually there's usually a massage envy in there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so you could go to that. I mean, I mean, if uh-huh. someone's working there, I mean, that's just where my mind goes. I don't know why. <laughs> yes. If it, if it could be a fully stocked mall where all the employees are still there, that right. would be great. As long as there's massage envy, dipping dots. And, and like, yep. and like, build a bear, dude. We're fu- we're golden. We're yeah. fucking good. <laughs> throw, throw in a crepery. I I do like a good crepe. Oh yeah, I could do some crepes. This as long as the food court is intact. Yes, we, we can survive indefinitely <laughs> <laughs> in a Mad Max style wasteland. Perfect. So my thing is, like, I might throw on like some like a uh, bondage gear and a hockey mask and just like start a gang i kind of this is probably what i would do huh that's I mean, very that's very telling it's kind of the perfect opportunity i mean why not <laughs> i suppose if you're gonna go that way it is the uh, <laughs> the appropriate time to do it <laughs> i'm like sitting here like oh gosh i hope there's an apocalypse <laughs> bring it on <laughs> i've got so much bondage gear in the closet i haven't used in weeks <laughs> um <laughs> question four how did you get started in the gaming hobby how did I get started? Uh, I go back to the uh, Dungeons and Dragons red box days. I had a red box and I was thrilled with it. And I, I forget if that was first edition basic or second edition basic. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, I dipped my toes in the D&D waters when I was 10, 11 years old. And okay. I haven't looked back. Did you, whenever you first started playing, did you have like a group to play with right away? Or are you one of those guys that like wanted to play really bad for years and then like didn't really find the people until much later? I was lucky. I had friends that were playing and they told me, you got to check this out. And, oh, OK. And they, they wrote me into, you know, playing with them. And it was just mind blowing. And I went and I bought as many of the different box sets as I could because they had the red box and there was a uh-huh. blue box and there was a black box. And I, I, I snapped up as much as I could and absorbed it all. Then I got into second edition and, and, and then later 3.5. And I tried 4, hated it really quite a lot and <laughs> fell out fell out with D&D altogether until 5th edition came along. And uh, it was shows like Critical Role and uh, The Adventure Zone that got me into 5th edition. So like you kind of had a whole like, like latchkey operation. Like you already had a group set up. Everybody yep. was ready to go, yep. and they kind of like got you into it because they they probably you know oh, okay so check this out like you know any game that you play and you try to get your friends into it it's always like a totally like self serving situation because you're like fuck I want to play with somebody but yeah I don't want to I don't want to meet any new people <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so let me get somebody I already know into the game and boom and that's like that's the best situation you can be in especially when your friends are into it so yeah they left out big time yeah. The funny thing is, I had to do it the other way around for 5th edition. I had to uh-huh. go out and get the 5e starter set and form uh-huh. a group because I couldn't find people to play with. So I had to be the DM. I had to be the one that kicked things off. 
Nice. Is that like what um, is fifth edition like? Kind of the what edition D and D is in right now? Yes. Cool. So is this like kind of the the best iteration of Dungeons and Dragons? You would say, or Absolutely. you're kind of like ah. Oh. Really? Oh, okay, yeah, cool. It really is. It, it harkens back to those original days when I was playing as an 11-year-old. It really is. The current edition is the best I've ever seen D&D. Really? And I hope they never release a sixth edition. I, I want them to stick with fifth and just tweak it and change it and let it yeah. evolve. But I don't yeah. want to see a new edition with new books and new resources. That would kill me. I mean, that's exactly what happened because I play 40K and Warhammer and all that stuff. And so, right. like, the... We played like sixth and seventh, and seventh was just god awful, and a bunch of people just like kind of quit playing. And then eighth came out, and everyone's like, "This is the most amazing thing ever." <laughs> well, now I gotta buy. Now I gotta buy all the books again. Now I gotta buy all this new stuff. So right, they know what they're doing. These bastards. <laughs> they they really do. They evil geniuses. Evil geniuses. Like they're all just sitting around at Wizards of the Coast, like in a dark room somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are petting cats and laughing at us. <laughs> Hey, uh, tabletop games are now an MMA-style sport. What is your entrance music, Joff? What is my entrance music? Can I have Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping? Fuck yeah, you can. Okay, everyone else <laughs> has it, so I might as well. Do you mostly DM? I do. So that's like, you're like, everyone's already, they're sitting there and they're waiting for you at the table, and like, you just have a curtain set up somewhere, and you fucking curtains open, and like, there's some explosions, and then I get knocked down, but I get up again, and you fucking come strutting out. Yeah. You sit down, and you're like, I'm going to kill all you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly, that's exactly it. Yeah, that is a, I've actually already done that. <laughs> nice. What's better is if you can get your chair to sit higher than the rest of the table somehow. That really, yeah. that puts, that's the best thing. So that you can look down on them. Yes. So you can look down on them. Yeah, I GM Absolutely. all my games. And I'm like, always. Oh, what can I do to make it? obvious and totally 100% everyone's aware that I'm in charge. <laughs> my uh, my players are going to listen to this and hate me so fucking much. <laughs> no, they're going to know when Chumbawamba starts playing that they're they need to be concerned. What's the most annoying question that people ask you? It's probably uh, about my name. They People want to know really, Joff? And <laughs> they don't get it or they'll say Josh, Jeff, John, oh my Josh. God. They'll go through all the other names that it's not. And it happens even responding to emails. People will assume that I can't spell my own name. You misspelled so, your name. <laughs> yeah. So they will reply with Jeff or Josh or John. So that's probably the one that really gets my goat is wow. question, questioning my name. And it's not that hard. No, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> is it is it is Joff short for Joffrey or is it just Joff? It's, uh, I made it up, I thought. It, uh, my real name is Jonathan, and then when I was like 11, 12 years old, uh -huh. just, just getting into D&D, &D, I guess, I thought, I need a cool nickname. Uh -huh. I know, I'll go by Joff. And it literally came out of thin air, and it stuck. Hey, what item do you think it's, do you think it's worth to spend more money on to get the best? What item? Yeah, you know, people are like, oh, you should spend money to get the best of this. Like, maybe it's uh, cooking knives, or maybe it's cars, or maybe it's uh, paintbrushes. Like, what, what item do yeah. you totally, you're like, you know what, you should spend the money to get the best one. You know, I feel that way about so much. I'm always telling other people, you know, you get what you pay. You, yeah, you, absolutely. It, it happens across all walks of life, but I'm going to say um, 
art commissions. If if you're commissioning an artist to create something for you, mm-hmm. pay pay good for it. And oh, and if if their rates are low, tip well. Do you get a lot of commission uh, artwork for like your games and things like that, or just like personal things that you like? This is a freaky freaky coincidence. I literally just opened up commissions for the very first time today. Oh yeah, and I, I saw that. I sold three slots in four minutes. Oh damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was a little overwhelmed. Like, oh, that's oh, bad, that's okay. badass, dude. I'm glad I said three and not I don't know seven. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, and and I've I've been working on them today. So I'm I'm I've I found a new little venture. I I'd never thought to sell my work mm-hmm. in that way before. I I've, I I used to be a web designer, so I would sell mm-hmm. web designs. I've been a graphic designer now for about a decade, and mm-hmm. it's just. I've never felt good enough about my own work, but the Twitter community is such that I put stuff out there and everyone sings my praises. I get a big head and decide, you know what? I can, (laughs) I can, I can sell this. And that's, I took the chance. And well, you should, you should listen to the Havoc cast podcast number nine, where I talk about loving your own work and being confident in what you do. But I mean, you're already there. Maybe you don't. I mean, actually, you don't have to listen to it. You've already nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Why why go back? I mean, you you already already worked it out. You already figured it out. (laughs) It's funny that you should mention commissions. I used to do commission painting uh, for miniatures uh, for games. The people that don't want to pay what your time is worth drive me fucking crazy because they don't understand how much effort and time you put into painting this stupid little thing or painting, you know, creating a piece of art or whatever it may be. And they're like, well, just give it to me for super cheap. You know, it doesn't, it's not that hard for you, but it's like, dude, um, there's so many other things I could be doing with my time right now. You know, like spending it with my family or fucking petting my cats or studying for school, you know, whatever. It just uh, drives me out up the wall, man. And it's, it's really hard to price yourself accurately and fairly because you know you have to it's so easy to undervalue yourself it's Mm -hmm. so easy to actually put sink several hours of your time into a piece but Mm. if you're only charging 25 50 75 bucks becomes nothing it's 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 not profitable it's oh yeah there's there's so many other places like you say that you can put your time it's it's not worth underselling yourself artists if you're listening please don't undersell yourself you're worth every penny (laughs) so i don't really i don't really do commissions anymore every once in a while people will hit me up they're like hey how much would it cost to paint this model that model and i tell them exactly what i think and, you know, it's in the it's in the hundreds. It's in the, you know, three to four hundred range for single models that are yeah. like characters or something nice. And they're like, oh, oh, no, I can't afford that. And it's like, hey, you asked. <laughs> the thing is, you can there's always someone doing it for less. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. drives the price down and, and you yeah. end up convincing yourself to be competitive. Yeah. I, I need to ask for less. And the truth is, no, you ask what you're worth and you'll find clients. You'll find people that are willing to pay what you're worth. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw that um, you'd put it out there that you were doing commissions, and I saw like you had some postcards that you had designed or something like that, and those look pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've got like uh, seven, eight postcards that I've done from um, the Forgotten Realms, the D&D mm-hmm. fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. So I've done several postcards from there, and I sell bits and pieces on a Redbubble store. Oh, and, you know, cool. it's cool. You know, funds trickle in, which lets me spend money on D&D Beyond. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it, right. <laughs> it feeds my habit. More box sets. Yeah, I actually sell stuff on uh, eBay. I paint models and I put them on eBay now, so that's a whole thing. Very nice. It's a whole thing. You know, it's whatever. 
Yeah. And then, and then you know, the selling the meth and all that stuff. So, yeah, it all adds up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Next get, question. <laughs> get the money in wherever you can. Get it in wherever you can. That's what my mom always said. Hey, uh, what, well, what piece of entertainment do you wish you could erase from your mind so you could experience it for the first time again? The Lord of the Rings movies. Without, Boom! Without a shadow of a doubt, they to me, they were just life-changing. Yeah. They... They were they they came at a time that I needed them. Mm-hmm. Um, what Peter Jackson did with the films, it's just phenomenal. It's you can't compare them to the books, and I don't try to compare them to the it, books. Yeah. The books are one thing. thing. The films are a different thing, and I love the films. They yeah. they are as as much as they didn't do it for you, they did do it for me. You know, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to try. You're talking. You're talking me into it. You're making me feel like I'm missing. A life-changing event, and I don't want to be the only one whose life isn't changed. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't jump into the extended editions because okay. they're three and a half hours long. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> you might want to like do the theatrical releases, and, and maybe like half of it at a time. Yeah, you yeah, know, just, just, just in a little. The sad thing is with the extended editions, I can just throw them on. I'll very happily throw them on in the background and let them play through all three and a half hours each. Yeah, I, I can do that. I, I just absorb it. I mean, but that's how I am like with Star Wars. I'm obviously mm. a huge Star Wars fan. And like, I could just watch it like over and over again. Like if I just put them on repeat, I would be totally fine. And I would just yeah. like be content with my day. But yeah, I'm going to give it a shot, man. I know there's some good stuff in there. Hey, number nine, what's the last time you changed your opinion about something? Oh, that's a really good one. I'm opinionated. I am very stubborn. And I I'm, I consider myself good at what I do. So when someone comes along, uh, a client say, this is an internal client where I work, and they tell me that what I'm doing is wrong or inaccurate, uh, it, just, it typically doesn't go down very well. But I, oh, actually yeah. had a, I had a client actually this week convinced me that their way was better. And oh. I was I was surprised at myself. Oh. Um, they, they had an idea which I was initially very wary of. And it, again, it's a graphic design thing. And mm-hmm. they wanted the design a unique way, a different way. And, and I just didn't see it. I didn't get it. And I didn't want to work on it. And I did it. And unfortunately, after I did it, I'm like, oh, it does look good. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. <laughs> damn. That's so awesome. I, I, but... I, I learned a little. I, I had to eat some humble pie. Well, you know, but that's just, you know, unfortunately, we get to a certain age and then we think that our way is the one way. Yep. But it's good that we can still grow every it's... once in a while. Good to be reminded that uh, we don't know everything. Oh, yeah. You know, I was in the military for a very long time, and I had a lot of young guys working under me. And, you know, my my mid my middle tier, like, supervisor guys, you know, like E5s and, you know, things like that were just kind of like, oh, these airmen are coming in. They're trying to tell us what to do, what to do. And I'm like, dude, these guys have, like, the good, fresh ideas. They got fresh eyes, fresh ideas. They come from a, a different like time where like they've always had technology, so they think about things differently. I was like, I'd rather listen to one of these guys' ideas than your idea, and even way more than my own ideas because I'm like, you know, in, in this regard, kind of out of touch with especially technology as far yeah. as that's concerned. I mean, because I'm still trying to figure out how to use my cell phone, and like, you know, I'm not even <laughs> sure. I'm not even sure my computer's on right now, Joff. I don't even know. <laughs> It's funny that you should say that. I've noticed in the last year I've become my father. I have become I have become completely technologically inept. I watch my nine year old daughter using an iPad and a Kindle and yep. it's 
phenomenal. It's Killing amazing. It. Yeah. Amazing what kids can do with these devices. And I'm just poking at it, wondering why it won't register my finger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's you try to avoid it as much as you can, but you're we be just we we get out of touch. Like we don't understand things yep. the way the generations after us understand it, and that's just how it is. So, well, it's like you know. Fortnite came along, and I, oh god, my, my daughter's all about that, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. what is this? This what is this? <laughs> first-person shooter i don't understand. <laughs> even though i used to play all the fps's i don't uh-huh. get fortnite it's funny it's happened I've, I've become that man and i'm like i don't understand these i don't understand what these kids are playing what is this what's your go-to piece of gaming or hobby gear a dice i'm a dice freak i like my dice i really? I, I have several hundred dice and i can always have more i had to stop buying them because it was getting out of control but I love dice. I, I love I love the polyhedrals. I, I yeah. love the different sizes. I love different styles, different colors, different numbering, different topography on the dice. I love everything about dice, and it's just insane. And there are people out there that have more than me, and all respect to them. I'm done collecting dice. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> For now. <laughs> I can stop. <laughs> I can stop anytime I want. It's like I don't know, like there's just something really satisfying about like getting a new set of dice. Yep. Because, you know, and I'm sure this is the same because, you know, I play RPGs as well and I also play all the tabletop games. I get a new game, I gotta get new dice. I make a new character. I gotta get dice that match yep. the character. I get a new army for forty K. Well, I gotta get dice that match that. So yeah, I, yeah. I totally follow you. What's your favorite brand of dice? Do you have a do you have a favorite? Uh, I'm, I like Chessex dice. I, I think they make the best dice. Yeah. I probably have more Chessex dice than anything else. I, I, I get it. I, I use three sets regularly uh-huh. and I have some loose dice, which roll really well for me. And I've no idea why. T- traditionally I roll like crap. Right. I, I roll like Will Wheaton. I, I have I have I have the Will Wheaton dice curse. And my players love me for it because as a DM rolling low, they just, you know, I've got monsters swinging and throwing their weapons to the right. ground and critically failing left, right and center. And my players love me for it. But I actually have a couple dice which have rolled really well. Nice. And I just I keep using them. Yeah, and you kind of like keep them to the side until it's like a clutch roll that you really need to make, yep. and you're like, right, better pull out old, old reliable. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually looking at old reliable right now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so here's an easy one, Joff. Do you RPG? And if so, tell me about your character or the game you're running. I have been known to RPG. Have uh, you now? <laughs> I'm currently running a uh, starter set Lost Mine game. So the fifth edition, uh, you know, introductory starter set, mm-hmm. and uh, the the cam- the little campaign that comes with it is called the Lost Minor Fandelver. It's a lot of fun. Um, I've been running it for five players, mixed, new and old, Very for cool. the last four five months now. Mm-hmm. Gosh. And we try to play, you know, every two or three weeks. It's it's difficult sometimes because yeah. of scheduling, but it's it's a lot of fun, and um, you know, it's a good introduction to the game. And even for the players that are old, they're loving it. So yeah. no one no one's complaining that it's basic or simple. Right. But uh, it really is good. It's good for the new DM and it's good for the uh, new player. It's a good on ramp. So how's that every two to three weeks schedule working out? Because I'm down to like once a month and i'm pretty ecstatic about that 
It's really difficult. I I have a group of players that don't do anything, uh-huh. so <laughs> it helps that they're always available. Just vagrants. <laughs> Again, they're gonna listen. They're gonna kill me. They are going to actually kill me. I love you guys. Like we used to. Try, I used to. Uh, right now, I'm running like two separate games, two different uh, games uh, with kind of some overlapping groups, and then I ran a, a one shot for another group another night. And they kind of want to do something else. So I'm like, oh, man, like I love GMing. But like how many of these games can I sustain and like still yeah. maintain like my marriage in my home? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it, it becomes a time sink. And I don't think people really get that as a GM. Like you spend so much time thinking about the game, like the yeah. week up to the game. That's all I think about. Yeah, that's it. And then I'm like drawing stuff out or I'm like printing, like draw, writing stories or adding more stuff or like I print out like photos of like w- what I think the characters will look like, you know, NPCs. And like uh-huh. I'll find I'll find all my background music that I want to use. Like I'm just constantly like doing all this stuff. Wow. And you, so, pull out, you pull out all the bells and whistles. Yeah, I do. I get I get crazy with it. Like I do a Star Wars RPG. So I have a crawl generator, you know, so I do a crawl for every game. Last game we played there in a casino. So I had like this futuristic casino sounds playing. Nice. <laughs> you know, like there's like ding, 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 like all these different things and like, you know, people like cheering every once in a while. So, you know, oh, I just like awesome. to have that. Yeah, I like to have that ambience. I like I create like this whole thing. I think if people understood like as GMs, like how much time you put into it, maybe they'd be less likely to like come in and like just derail your shit. But yeah, they, they won't. <laughs> I, I should I should point out that Alexa just started talking to me. I don't know if you said something that triggered Alexa, but oh. uh, she got really excited. Alexa, transfer money from Joff's bank account to Dan's bank account. Endless <laughs> <laughs> dice. So whenever you run like your uh, your games, do you because mm. like you use like a, a module, correct? Like a, a DM module or kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you like do you write your own like stories and scenarios and stuff as well, or is like oh, just no. kind of run modules? I run modules. Um, doing my own content terrifies me. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm still a newbie DM. I'm, I'm still very new to it. I mm-hmm. keep telling myself that I'm going to do my own content and my mm-hmm. own my own one shots. Yeah. And I just I chicken out. I just I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's a hurdle, but I I haven't gotten past it or over it uh, yet. You can. I think you got it, man. It's all it is is you, know, you scribble a couple of ideas like on a napkin or like the back of a fucking you know placemat or something and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're off you're just off and running you know it just comes with one idea and then just it just start sounds writing. it sounds simple and i know it, <laughs> i know it really is i do know logically it is that simple and and yet i still have a mental block i just right. I, I cannot do it you get work yourself up is that is that something you'd even want to do or you're just kind of like nah that's not for me oh i would love to do it i really would it's it's just it's faith in my own abilities yeah you got it man you got this. I believe in you. It's it's funny. I I have friends that have been telling me that I should try homebrewing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because then it's my universe, and I can, can do whatever the hell I like. And you I can get do whatever that. you want. Yeah. I get that. But then I'm like, I can't even DM a, a railroaded one shot. There's no way I'm DMing <laughs> a homebrew. Are you kidding me? You can do it. I believe in you, man. You it just it's you can it's easy. It's, you know, you're you're getting in your own head. I know it, man. <laughs> it's one of my DMing goals. Maybe this year. I'd, I'd yeah. love it to do before the end of the year. Start a new campaign and it'd mm-hmm. be homebrew. Sweet. And just let, let people run, riot, run wild and I just oh, have yeah. to keep up. I'm going to keep bugging you about it. I'm just going to be should. on Twitter like, Josh, did you do it yet? 
<laughs> no, Dan, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Ugh, block. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is a funny next question. What's something you can never seem to finish? Funnily enough, the Lord of the Rings books. <laughs> they're long books, man. <laughs> they're very long books, and they're so rich in lore. Oh my I've, tried, I've tried to read them, and I have failed. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's something that I keep meaning to try again every year. Yeah. I've got them sitting on my shelf. I've got no excuse. Yeah. I'm quite a prolific reader, but for some reason, I just can't get past Tolkien's trilogy. I just, I can't do it. They're quite verbose, are they They not? are. They're, <laughs> they're very, very well written. I mean, Tolkien oh, yeah. is a phenomenal, talented author, mm-hmm. and he wrote a masterpiece and yet i do not get along with his masterpiece i just have a really hard time and i don't know what it is maybe the movies have ruined me maybe i don't want to see something maybe i don't want to read something that's different to the books i'm I'm not sure yeah yeah that's a tough one man i mean because there's going to be so much that they couldn't put into the film that could totally like change your perception of like the whole story like yeah yeah if you could make a 20 second phone call to yourself anytime in the past or the future when would you call and what would you say? I would call myself on the eve of my 13th birthday. Uh-huh. And I would tell myself, get professional help. Don't wait. Oh, absolutely. Very good. I, I would tell myself it's not a it's not a it's not a uh, phase. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a stage. You're not it's not puberty. It's it's depression and you need help now. That's an important call. Were you lucky like me and had parents that didn't believe that depression was a real thing? My parents seemed to be kind of ashamed that they had a depressed son, a depressed mm-hmm. teenager. Mm-hmm. And I went through my teen years telling myself, well, it's just those years. You know, that's yeah. what everyone yeah. else says. It's, yeah. it's just I'm a teenager. This is how this is how I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed this to be suicidally depressed. Yeah, this is how teens just are. Yeah. And, you know, it, it took me until I was... 21 before mm-hmm. i sought professional help and yeah. even then i i did it with some reticence i was very um it it, it took some convincing from some close friends for me to sure. get help yeah because like you know you're told for a long time that you know you just need to suck it up and deal with it like my dad actually said i don't see what you have to be sad about and you know for years i'm like yeah what do i have to be sad about but i couldn't figure it out like why i was right. fucking sad you know like i don't know i'm just sad i don't know what you know what it is and then like I did the same thing when I finally did get help. I was kind of embarrassed to be like, yeah, actually, this is like way beyond just normal being bummed out about shit, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately, I repeated my mistakes. I then went through my 20s and my most of my 30s not seeking professional help and, you know, um, postponing therapy. It's like, I don't I don't I don't need therapy. Oh, boy, did I? (laughs) (laughs) I? I've been I've been in therapy for two years now and it's wonderful. You know, I think everybody could benefit from therapy. I mean, I really honestly believe that. Uh, It's just one of those things. Everybody has something that they need to talk about. And, you know, you don't need to lay it on like your family all the time. You don't need to lay it on your friends, but like an impartial ear that is just there to listen and help you. Like, that's key. That's such a huge thing. It's it's an impartial, trained ear. It's someone who is paid to do this job it's someone who's paid to listen and not only that to know what to say back to you right the training part that's huge yeah that's a huge deal 
Yeah. I, you know, like you, you could just tell anybody your problems. They're like, I don't know, just drink, uh, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give you like bad advice. <laughs> Go, going back to the earlier question about, you know, what's worth paying for therapy. Oh, yeah. Good answer for that. Too. Pay, pay good money for good therapy. I know because I'm I've been um, I have my own therapy uh, practice and it's like four dollars an hour. And I mean, it's not good. <laughs> absolutely terrible you get what you pay for uh you know i don't have any customers it's really weird <clears throat> what's the last game you played and did you win the last game i played was starbound i played starbound with my uh, girlfriend yesterday and we died so we gave up what's uh what's starbound i don't know this one it's 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 by the people that made stardew valley do you know anything about stardew valley i've heard of stardew valley i don't know what it is is, is this a video game it is a video game okay. it's it's tiny people farming and exploring and mining and mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of got that minecraft vibe okay but it's, yeah. it's like it's a 2d scroller uh-huh. So you you run left and right and up and down and that's about all you can do, and you're supposed to you know collect resources and build uh-huh. and improve and grow, and all we ever seem to do is run around dying. So <laughs> it's it's stopped being fun. We actually commented on it at the end of yesterday's game. It's like why do we do this to ourselves? It's that's just a, not it's not fun. That's a tough game. <laughs> And it's a two-player game, like you can play like cooperatively together. It's it's uh yeah, it's a multiplayer game, and yeah, we play co-op. But Starbound seems to have gotten your attention enough that you've played it multiple times. I can relax. It's simple. It's uh-huh. stupid. It's it's just it's something that I can do while I'm you know chatting with my girlfriend. So yeah. it, it's just it's relaxing. Yeah, that's cool. And any game that you can play together is pretty nice. Do you remember uh, Portals? Did you play Portals? Yes. Yeah, that was one of the few games my wife played with me. Um, and this is when I realized that she cannot control video game characters like whatsoever. Like I'd look <laughs> over, I'd look over her screen, and she's staring at the ceiling, spinning around in circles. I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> she's like, "I can't get him to where I need to go." <laughs> that's how I play. Yeah, nice. So that's that's not what we're supposed to do. <laughs> What's your spirit animal, Joff? Owl. The owl. Absolutely the owl. That should be obvious. I don't with, even know with, why I asked that. <laughs> without without a shadow of a doubt. I just I've always felt drawn to them. I think they're gorgeous animals. Uh if I go to the zoo with my daughter, it's I'm always the one that's like, Where are the owls? I need to check out the owls. I love the owls. And you have a similar wingspan and, and sharp talents. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like to regurgitate dead mice. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, right. I've done it. I've done it twice since we've been on this call. So. <laughs> That's what the mute button's for. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> What's the best piece of advice you would give someone that's getting into the gaming hobby? Be kind. Be kind to your players. Be kind to your DMs. Be kind to your fellow players. Just everyone's in it for fun. Everyone's trying to have fun and doing their best. Be kind. And unfortunately, if kindness doesn't work, kick them out. I'm down with that, man. I mean, that's just good advice for life, dude. Yeah, it really is. It's surround yourself with kind, honest, genuine, caring people. And anyone that isn't like that, you don't need it. There's, there's no need to make time for it. And that's including family members. There's oh, no absolutely. need to tolerate 
no reason to tolerate toxicity. It's just pointless. Why is that so hard? Like- it's hard because we, <laughs> especially with especially with family, we feel compelled to. It's family, you know. You have yeah, to uh, yeah. love and support them, and the fact is, you actually don't. No, um, I, I agree someone, with that one hundred percent. Someone who is estranged from his parents, I've it's mm-hmm. taken me a very long time to learn. I don't need that kind of toxic um, attitude, behavior, or even toxic love in my life. It just it, yeah. it doesn't serve a purpose. Yeah. So I, I've I've had to I've it took me a very very long time to learn it, but I've actually had to cut family members out of my life just because they weren't good for me. Yeah, that's tough, man. It's I did that with my sister. She's older than I am, and just growing up when I was you know in the house and we were in the house together, she was awful, just mean to me, just horrible, yeah. and just like in a like hurtful, hateful kind of way. So I just like cut her out of my life completely. Yeah. And um, for years, and unfortunately, my mom got real sick in the last couple of months, and um, like we kind of started talking and reconnecting again. And you know, I had the time to sort of like be re- introspective about myself, about why I was so upset, and about yeah. the things that, like you know, identifying what it was about the situations that, that hurt me. You know, and I was able to tell her, "This is why I haven't talked to you in years. This is why this. This is why that. You know, you hurt me. Whatever." <clears throat> it's actually really good for us. So you know, we're kind of like reconnecting now, but. You know, I just like like you said, you just got to cut them out sometimes, yeah. and it's, it's good for you because I was able to grow. Yeah, that's great that you're reconnecting. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, just uh, I'm trying. You know, I'm constantly changing. It's a it's a work in progress, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, trust me, I I hear you. Very much a work in progress. Yeah, we we got to do uh, the best we can, and uh, you know, progress can be slow, but progress is still progress, right? Yeah, and it's you know, it's easy to forget <clears throat> that everyone has something. Oh yeah. Everyone everyone is dealing with something and it's just be nice, be kind, smile, say hello, open the door. So what's uh what's your go-to party conversation starter? Um it's probably how much I hate icebreakers. Don't you hate icebreakers? I hate <laughs> icebreakers. They're the worst. Another icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I've been in those situations where it's like, all right, we're going to do an icebreaker, but it's going to be a uh, scavenger hunt. And then they give you a list that, like, it's a group of people you don't know. And it's like, and you got to find these things. It's like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any any kind of icebreaker, whether it's, you know, um, social or it's uh-huh. work, it just, I hate it so much. I <laughs> love it. I don't mind it. Um, I'm not really bothered by talking with people or being loud and obnoxious. You can ask my wife because I talk to everybody everywhere I go. Like I just start conversations with strangers like all the time. And that's just like the thing that I like to do. See, I'm the opposite. A, I'm the right? opposite. I keep my head down. I keep my head down. <laughs> I don't make eye contact. I just, <laughs> I shuffle through life. Oh man. It's so much more fun if you just give people a hard time constantly, like <laughs> especially if they don't know you're giving them a hard time. <laughs> like, it's my favorite are the people that don't realize that I'm fucking with them because I I mess with everybody all the time. It's just like my it's like I wake up, I'm ready to fuck with people, and then like I go to sleep. That's the only time I'm not doing it. Oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh shit, Dan! Now I'm sitting here thinking, "Fuck, is Dan fucking with me? Fuck!" Oh, you know I am. that's how the questions are aligned it's like hey what's your favorite song anyway what's the worst thing that ever happened to you like this is the next question (laughs) (laughs) it's all part of the process man at four dollars an hour i expected more (laughs) i know well that's where you messed up (laughs) you said it yourself
<laughs> I did. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, um, in the movie of your life, who do you want to play your role? I'd love it to be Jeff Bridges, but I fear oh. it would be uh, I fear it would be um, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's awesome. What are you he talking is awesome. about? No, he is He's awesome. so fucking cool. Like, how would you like to build a whole career on just being kind of odd looking? Yeah. Like, how fucking cool is that? Like, that's amazing. No, that is amazing. And he's a ludicrously talented actor. Oh, yeah, he's so, great. He's yeah, great. I, I should be so lucky to have Steve Buscemi portray me in a movie. That'd be badass. Dude, um, my favorite meme is like, the how do you do, fellow kids? And Buscemi's yes. got like the hat backwards yep. on the skateboard. I have when used I... that gift so many times. Oh, my gosh. When I told people I was going back to school, I just had this flood of the Steve Buscemi gift. Like... <laughs> Yeah, all right. Well, I'll make some calls, dude, because we're gonna get this movie going. And uh-huh. once and once Buscemi is signed on, dude, then it's like all downhill from there. But again, if we can get Bridges, get Bridges first. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll call Bridge. I know some of his people. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it has uh, to be young Jeff Bridges. Is that possible? Uh, can you no, yeah. No, we can CGI people now. They're doing that in all the movies. Have you seen That's this now? True. Yeah, they did that and in Tron, the the second Tron. That was um, yeah interesting. Yeah. They did it in fucking, um, what's the new uh, Aquaman movie? So, Star Wars again, the guy that plays Jango Fett in the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Uh, Tamora Morrison, I believe his name is. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's older now, but like they CGI'd the shit out of him and like made him look like super young in the beginning of the movie. I was like, who's that guy? He looks really familiar. And I was like, oh, it's CGI'd Tamora Morrison. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, they did that to um, uh, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer in. Um ant-man and the wasp yeah and yeah it was yeah. phenomenal it was yeah. really well done it's it's like is it disturbing a little bit too like is it kind of weird yeah. <laughs> like i watch it i'm like what something's weird about their face oh they made them they, they made them young did you see rogue uh not rogue, yeah did you see rogue one yeah and, and like they did uh cgi peter cushing the whole movie yes that's right they yeah. did and like we were in the theater and my wife leans over. She's like, what's up with his face? <laughs> <laughs> it's not I real. Like, I was like, that's not that's not a real person, baby. That guy died like 12 years ago or 10 years ago or something. She's like, oh, really? Like, yeah. So, yeah, technology, dude. So yeah. we'll get Jeff Bridges. We'll make him young. We'll get in the scene where I'm actually doing this interview with you. We'll get Antonio Banderas to play my part. OK, uh, that's going to be so good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I would pay to see that film. Man, it's oh, I'm gonna make this happen. Uh, um, what's your favorite breakfast? Favorite breakfast is chocolate Cheerios. Chocolate Cheerios. Yeah, I'd love to say, oh, I have a very healthy breakfast of uh, fruit, and yes, I have a banana and an apple, nah. and no, I have chocolate Cheerios. No, the best part about cereal is like it's every meal. Like you can have it for every meal. I've I had a bowl of cereal. This evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, because it's amazing. It's like the best food ever. <laughs> like, whoever invented cereal is a goddamn genius. Like, you can just uh-huh. eat it anytime you want. Like, and I'm lactose intolerant, so I use almond milk. It's like, uh-huh. as long as it's wet, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, pu- I'm going to put that in my email signature. <laughs> as long as it's wet, it's good. <laughs> I mean, you could just eat it any time, like middle of the night, you know, morning, whatever. Like, uh, I'm a I'm a fruity pebbles guy myself, uh-huh. but.
but I'm going to take it a step further. I actually get the fruity Dino Bites, which is like the cheap, no-name version that comes in the bag. You know, the bag oh, cereals. Yeah. But it tastes exactly like fruity pebbles. It tastes exactly the same. That's why I like it. Okay. It, dude, it tastes. Swear to God. <laughs> it tastes, swear, swear to Gondor. It tastes exactly the same. <laughs> I. I... <laughs> I I, compl- I absolutely believe you. I, I believe that one type of crap cereal tastes like another type of crap cereal. Oh, man. So good. They're all bad. You ready? They're all bad. It's all terrible for you. I mean, maybe maybe Chocolate Cheerios has like a marginally more health value nope. than the rest of them. But nope. chocolate. It's chocolate. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it just tastes good. It just tastes good. And it leaves your milk all brown. And who doesn't like to drink brown milk? Right. <laughs> Joff, are you ready for the last question? Gosh, did we? Is that 19 questions already? That was 19 questions, my man. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Number 20. Do you have anything to promote? Yeah, I can promote myself. I mm-hmm. just started doing commission work. So if you like cool, stylized graphics of your D&D characters, hit me up because, um, yeah, I'm doing that now. And similarly with. Um, fantasy locations fantasy settings i also do some postcards so find me on twitter and look at my feed and it's real easy to see the kind of artwork that i do besides that there's also the box of many things which is a nerdy give a gift receive a gift secret center gift exchange which i run with my friend leslie we run it every other month and um, invite people to basically give each other um like care packages oh very Um, cool with an emphasis on um, homemade arts and crafts, but um, any anyone can take part. There's no budgetary restrictions. There's there's no limit. There's no minimum amount. Um, we we just ask people to um, give their interests when they sign up. Then we hand those interests off to the gifter, and then mm. the gifter can put together a box for the giftee. Mm-hmm. And um, it will be to their tastes, and it's it's really cool. We've been doing it for about a year and a half, about eighteen months, oh, and awesome. um, yeah, it gets you know anywhere between fifty and a hundred participants. But we're always happy to take more, Very and cool. um, yeah, it's uh, it's a little pet project. We make nothing out of it. There's no profit in it. Oh. Uh, we we just organize it because it's fun. And where can people find you? Is Twitter the best place? Yes, uh, Twitter is the best place, at Owlbear. That's bear as in nipples, not as in grr. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. <laughs> dig it. But I'm gonna, every time I take my shirt off, now I'm going to be like, grr. So that's grr. Just now I'm just going to think of you every time I take my shirt off. How's that? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Joff, it was awesome having you on. Thanks for uh, taking the time to chit-chat with me and letting me scream in your ear for about an hour. So, uh, Thank you. It means a Thank lot. you for having me on. It's, uh, it's been absolutely awesome. I'm just I'm, I'm thrilled to answer um, 20 hilarious questions. That Odd was a lot of fun. Questions. All right, buddy. We'll see you around. Okay. Take it easy. Well, that's it for another Habit Cast podcast. If you made it this far and listened all the way, I would like to thank you personally. Deep down from the bottom of my black, cold heart, I appreciate you listening to me and being a part of this experience. Uh, it's been fantastic creating this podcast. And any comments, questions, wants, and needs, or desires, you can direct my way at the Lonely Havocs on Twitter, and I'll be there 
waiting, ready, willing, and wet to answer all of your questions. And if you want to listen to the podcast, you can find it on iTunes, you can find it on Spotify, you can find it on Google Play, and now I am also on Stitcher. So if you like the Stitcher app, go ahead, check it out, the Have It Cast, it's there. Or just get the Stitcher app and, uh, I mean, listen to it everywhere. I don't even care. You can tell Alexa to actually play the Habit Cast on the Stitcher app now. So that's kind of cool. Um, hey, thank you very much. I love you all. Kisses. Good night. <laughs>